and a half. There it is, ladies and gents. What up? It is my favorite day of the week. It is, where let's let's pop it up on here. S H I T. So happy it's Thursday. Well, let's get this show on the road. We got a good one for you guys today. Relationships. I know they're a lot of work, but they're worth it. Let's do it. Shut up and sit down. Is your business in need of customers? Then you found the right show. Hernan Cias is the business bro, and he makes getting customers fun and easy. Watch, listen, and learn as each episode is designed to sell. Welcome to another episode of Business Bro. There we go. All right, ladies and gents, let's drop some fire. This is your friendly reminder to like, share, and subscribe because every time you do, and you help an entrepreneur find a customer and a customer find a solution to their problem. All right, ladies and gents, welcome to Pride Month. Here's the truth about LGBTQ plus and straight people. Truth is, we all need love in our lives and we all have issues with our loved ones and we all wanna have great relationships. Now there's no secret to a good relationship and they take a ton of work. But today's guests are here to share their insights, their experience, and their expertise in helping couples get through their struggles and find their happiness together. And as an added bonus, they even help couples get married. Now, I'm excited to learn from these two ladies. Let's welcome to the show from Enchanted Awakenings. I love great website, by the way, Jennifer and Stephanie Pagewise. All right, ladies, let's do this thing. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you so much. We're so glad to be here. Thanks for having us. It's going to be fun. All right, let's do this thing. I always start off with the uh, why question. And in your case, the why question is going to have quite the origin story. So uh, why did you guys get into helping people with their relationships and getting married? Why are you doing this? Because I want to know. Well, you know, I mean, our story is kind of interesting because, you know, we've been together for 13 years, but in the midst of it, about six years in, we took a two year break and, you know, basically our relationship fell apart because we didn't have the tools to and we weren't out, using the tools. We weren't using the tools that we did have to help create a sustainable relationship. And so we got into this business because we finally figured it out and we want to help other people figure it out. Now relationships are on all cookie cutters, right? I mean, there's, there's always something different going on. And I, I heard this TikTok, and I used it in a, in a speech when I was at my cousin's wedding. Uh, every successful relationship has one boring person in it and one crazy person in it. So, I don't know if that's true across every single one, but I know in our relationship, uh, I've been with my wife uh, almost 20 years. We've been married about 16 years coming this October. It's been quite some time. She's definitely the crazy one. I'm definitely the boring one. And we balance each other out in our relationship. Um, and we've had our ups and downs. Even mm -hmm. to this day, like in this last year, we've had major conflicts, but the best thing that we've been able to do is face that conflict head on and communicate our feelings with each other. Nothing's perfect, but we're still working at it. What's been your mm -hmm. secret? It's definitely about the communication. We f There's really three things. There's being willing to be your authentic self and being brave enough to be your authentic self in your relationship. 
and to address all the things that stand in the way of being your authentic self, being able to communicate and also setting good boundaries for yourself and other people within and outside the relationship. And so we have learned, we both have a trauma background that we had to unlearn a lot of stuff that we learned by default through the yucky stuff that we went through before we met each other and then through meeting each other. And once we started really addressing that stuff and really becoming our true selves and being able to meet each other with our authentic self, we were able to just be with each other instead of being with each other and all of our ghosts. And the more we leaned into our real selves and communicating well, the better it got. Mm. Well, let's talk about the uh, authentic self. Cause I think this is one of the most, uh, cliche words and not as easy to do right everybody who says they're their authentic self but let's face it you're having a conversation with the person that you supposedly love most in the world that you care about that you're spending your life with that you've built a family with a household with and a lot of times i know for me personally i keep things in because i don't want to hurt the other person right or i i hide things because i'm afraid of the conflict that will come and you know it it sets up for larger problems down the road. And I mean, I'm, I'm gonna be 40 this year and there's a lot of things that have happened in my life in the past that maybe I wouldn't have talked about that today, I'm just like, you know what, forget this. Look, this is how I feel. This is, you know, this is where I think I'm going in my life. Um, how do you feel about that? And kind of just let it go, right? And like kind of face the, face the music and have that fight and have that argument. And I think we're at a better place because of it. How do you get somebody to be their authentic self when they're hiding behind that fear of causing problems in their relationship? Well, you know, the key word that you keep saying is fear. And, you know, the difference that we need to understand is what truly an authentic self is compared to what the opposite is, is your conditioned self. And our conditioned self starts way back when, you know, we're just a little zygote inside of our mother's belly and we start hearing the things that our parents are talking about the way in which society is the way they're going to raise their baby their fears and those things are conditioned into us way back then and all through our childhood then we get to school and there's conditioning that comes along there then you're supposed to be this way if you're a boy you're supposed to be this way if you're a girl if you're a heterosexual, if you're homosexual, I mean, all of these conditions that are put upon us in society that mainly are there to keep us safe. I mean, most people have our best interests at hearts. They're not trying to tell us you need to do it this way just to be a mean human being. It's because they're trying to keep us safe as little children. But all of these things condition us. And then we have to look at, okay, how do I get back to who I truly am authentically and meant to be on this planet based on my spiritual DNA. And the real thing about the conditioning is that this is the way you're supposed to behave and to fit in. And if you're outside of that, you should be afraid. Mm. So to be your real self is fierce, fear, fear-based. It makes you afraid because, oh my God, if they find out that I really want to be an artist, 
they're not going to like me. They're going to be upset with me. They're not going to trust me. They're, they're not going to think I'm a good partner. And right. so you keep that hidden. And our, our wounds, we don't want to show people the wounds that we have inside because we're ashamed of those wounds. We don't want to show our shame. You know, the shame tells us, keep it hidden. Keep it quiet. Don't let anybody see it. And that's what society says. Don't let people, don't, don't hang your dirty laundry, right? Mm-hmm. It's not anyone else's business, right? It, it's tough though, right? I, I love uh, Brene Brown is one of those uh, shame. Uh, she studies shame. I love a lot of her content. So mm-hmm. amazing to hear her speak because it's really introspective, right? Like you really start thinking about, well, what am I really afraid of? And how am I really dealing with this? And uh, I'll give you an example. Um, you talked about basically social conditioning and social norms, right? We are born into a situation, regardless of who you are, you were born into a situation. In my household, it was very religious upbringing. Um, it was, you know, heterosexual. You go, you know, you go to church on a regular basis. The church has its own upbringings and rules. And for you, the way you're describing, where you kind of separate from that, you're almost leaving your tribe. You're leaving your club, your your group of people. And to be alone is a scary thing. To be alone in your thoughts, to be alone in your actions, you just you don't have anything really to fall back on because your tribe doesn't understand the way you operate. And I was, I was, you know, my brother, um, he, he's polyamorous. And uh, last year we did a show uh, about almost 100 episodes on practicing polyamory. And we got to meet so many people with different lifestyles. And it, it kind of reminds me of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, where they're talking about the, the pirate code. It's not really rules that we're, that we're facing. They're more like guidelines, right? This is right. what you were raised on as a guideline, but it's not the rule to life. But the tough thing is how do we break away from the societal mm-hmm. norms without, I guess you can't really go without facing that fear. You have to face that fear at some point, right? You do. You have to do it anyway. You have right. to feel the fear and do it anyway. But the methodology that we use is we take m- moments. We have people imagine a moment of when they were their most authentic self. Mm-hmm. So think about that. Like when you're, my my most authentic moment was in high my senior year of high school and i was the drum major of my band i was super confident i felt great about it i loved music i was so empowered to be mm. myself and that's the feeling that i'm looking for in authenticity So when you start feeling that and you're going towards the feeling of authenticity, then you know what you're searching for. And you, this fear place, this conditioned place is stagnant. It's, there's no air there. And so you start comparing the two. So what do you, what are the things that happen when you're feeling empowered? You know, what are you doing? Are you crocheting? Are you, talking with your beloved face to face are you being honest are you spending time with your animals are you out in nature at the ocean what are those things and you Mm. begin to crave that authenticity yeah because you crave the feeling of of who you are that feeling into other areas of your life then you're willing to face the fear Mm. because you know know how good it's gonna feel all right let me give you a scenario it's my own in my own personal life um You know, growing up, I, if you're talking about my authentic self, 
Um, I'll take it back to either wearing catcher's gear or being on the mound, being in control of the field, being in great physical shape, uh, being a, a great athlete. People look up to you. That was my super. That's that's me at the peak of what I thought what, what my life was supposed to be. In the last couple of years, I mean, I literally came from a physical uh, today, and I weighed in at 177 pounds. I'm in great physical shape. I'm rounding 40. Like there's things that I'm moving towards back towards my authentic self. But growing up, I never saw myself as a parent, married. I always thought it was going to be a different lifestyle. But my wife, I feel like we've been living her ideal life. She is one of the most successful people I know. And it's not because she makes tons of money. It's because she set out to live a specific life and has achieved everything in the life that she's wanted. Everything from a house with a view to teaching kids, like everything she's ever wanted, she's got, right? But it wasn't the life that I necessarily wanted. I came aboard and helped make that a reality. So now I've been spending the last few years saying, okay, well, what do I want? Right? What what is it that I want? And how do you how do you deal with people who sacrifice what who their authentic selves, I guess, to help because they love their partner, they care for their partner. And maybe at some point, if you don't kind of address it, you start to resent that other partner, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You've got to have a balance, you know, because you will exactly have resentment eventually build up. You're going to keep saying, oh, no, I love this person and I want this person to be happy, but you need to be happy too. Mm -hmm. And eventually that resentment will start to creep in there. Mm -hmm. And you see, you've created a new, another set of conditions. Like I am only lovable if I am pushing towards her goals. I'm not allowed to have my own goals. I must do that or else I'm unlovable. So now your task is to know that you are lovable all the time and that you are loving all the time. And you can have and and both at yeah. the same time. You can help her achieve what makes her happy and also achieve what makes you happy at the same time. There's a balance. Yeah, that and or is important, right? It's not mutually exclusive. It's not exactly. one or the other. You can no, have both, both right? Have so, both. so let's talk about rules within a relationship. So every relationship I feel is different, right? Especially when I experience learning from the polyamorous community, things mm -hmm. like the difference between rules and boundaries, right? There's a big difference between having rules in a relationship or setting something, a, a set standard for your relationship Versus having boundaries for yourself, right? Things that you will accept or won't accept. Things that you're willing to do or not willing to do versus setting rules on somebody else. Can you guys talk about yeah. that? Yeah. So we often refer to it as internal boundaries versus external boundaries. Those external boundaries are those like rules for the relationship and they're relationship boundaries. And then the internal ones are the ones that like we know for ourselves internally what's okay and what's not okay for me to do and not do and what's okay for me to accept but it it the, the question is becomes the same and it's a question Brene Brown asks it boundaries are what's okay and what's not okay mm -hmm. it's different for everybody right your group the system we have a dyad we also have a son so that makes us we have that system a polyamorous group can have, you know, Numerous whatever adults. group grouping, but they all have 
And that makes it even more intricate. It's like there's mores for this particular dyad and this dyad, and there's mores for the group. And so it's really this multi-layered. And that's when we really have to know what our internal boundaries are so that we can be, it's, it's a way to live authentically because I know, so we can use a good example of like dieting. You know, people will walk around saying, oh, I'm having, I'm on a diet. And then you, they, they sneak a little Snickers bar. <laughs> well, you, you didn't put a boundary on yourself. You know, mm -hmm. you said this thing, but you're not living in integrity with your own boundary. And so it, when we set those boundaries, when we ask ourselves continually, what's okay, what's not okay, it helps us live in that authentic self in integrity with our authentic self. And then to respect everyone within the relationship. And then we start to talk about it. Is this an okay thing for you? Right. And if it's not okay, where's the compromise? Right. And what's not okay about it? What, is it? what does it bring up within you? Right. Is that something we can work on? So maybe then it is okay. And is this a now thing or an old thing? That's another big question that we ask. You know, what's coming up for you with this issue? And is it coming up right this moment? Or do you feel that in your body at a different time? Right. Did, did, is that five-year-old little Jennifer having a, a temper tantrum over something? And maybe I can help Jennifer, little Jennifer, get over that temper tantrum and heal from Hold whatever caused for it. And then we can move on. Or is this something going on right this moment that's different? And we have to look at it in a different way and how we're going to come up with a solution. Let's talk about that strategy, right? So who and how are we setting these rules and boundaries? Who's responsible for setting them? And how often should we be having checkups, right? I mean, we go and do a physical with a doctor. We go and get our car checked up. How often should we be doing a checkup with our partners? I think as often as you feel the need. I mean, if especially if a boundary has been crossed, then it's like, well, wait a minute, we need to have this conversation because maybe the boundary shifted. And, you know, Stephanie may tell me I crossed her boundary. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I thought that was okay. And now all of a sudden it shifted for her. So now we have to have a conversation because now the boundaries changed and she, and I don't know that. Right. So and we need to have that conversation. It's an ever evolving thing that that line of communication about your relationship should be an ongoing set of, it's an ongoing thing. Just like we communicate about the appointments on our calendar each week. Why wouldn't we also talk about our relationship each week? And that being, it's like, well, what do you have going on today? Well, how's the relationship feeling today? Hmm. So attending to it. Don't wait until all of a sudden there's an elephant in the room that's not so little. Yeah. Yeah. That thing will grow up really quick if you just yeah, they get awful stinky. They do. And, you know, and then people start getting angry at each other. And then, you know, words are said and words can't be taken back. So let's see what we can do before we end up in conflict. Let's talk about uh, more dynamic relationships. So, you know, a lot of what we're talking about can be done. And we're usually thinking about two people in a relationship. But oftentimes we have more people that are involved. And I'm talking about kids, right? Now, all of a sudden, either whether it's kids that you've had together or kids that come from previous relationships, um, and who can be the uh, authoritative person, maybe the disciplinary, what rules are set, how uh, how does having children in a relationship, whether 
yours or from previous ones, how does that change the dynamic of a relationship? Well, because first of all, you have to have space to be a parent and you also have to have space to be a spouse, you know, because I think a lot of times when you start adding children to the mix, people forget about their partner. And I, and I'm not saying that you're not being good parents, but are you being a good spouse? Are you still having date night? Are you still doing things that just involve the adults and not the children? So we need to have separate relationships that overlap, mm-hmm. but they still need to have some separation in them. So, you know, there's that piece to it. And then again, things are going to change as your children change and you have more children and you may have an easygoing child. And all of a sudden you may end up with a kid that's a real handful or in mine and Stephanie's situation. My son was five when I met Stephanie. So she became the second parent. And so that's a different dynamic. And then we had to figure out boundaries with discipline and were we on the same page? And if we weren't, did she respect that, you know, maybe my rules were around first, yet I was still willing to have a discussion about it if she felt they were unreasonable. I mean, all of these things just kind of, it was, it was an evolving thing. And I think that's the thing that we must give space for is the evolution of all of the relationships you know, when we first got together and our little guy was young, I did defer to Jennifer on almost everything when it came to child rearing. She had been doing it. Who was I to come in immediately and start throwing my weight around? Mm-hmm. So I did very much defer to her. But then I, I let it go too far because then I was disempowered. And I had to learn. We had to learn the balance. And now, I mean, 13 years later, he's 18 years old and we know how to tag team with him now. (laughs) If she gets into a like they start getting into a spat, I just kind of glide in and like, okay, my turn. I'm it. And sometimes I'll be it with her and sometimes I'm it with him. So we just it depends. And so there's a huge amount of flexibility that has to happen in relationships. And I think the more people are involved the more flexible we need to be. Let's jump and make this a little more complex. Oh my God. Fewer and fewer people today are opting for marriage. Uh, It's definitely, well, in the LGBT community, you have a ton of problems when it comes to marriage already, right? And then in a traditional one, a lot of men are just like, this is not worth it for us. There's not enough incentive or you know, to move forward and actually call it a marriage. It's not like I don't want to be with you. I just don't think I want to get married. Um, what are you guys seeing is when it, when it comes to marriage that people are either avoiding or moving towards um, towards a marriage? Oh, that's a, that's a tough question. I don't know if if I have enough ability to to really say any trends on it. But I think in the LGBTQ community, there's a lot of desire to become married at this point because it was denied for so long. Mm-hmm. Right. And it because it's the only way to really have that legal protection. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, we held off on marriage for a long time because we again, we were those kind of people that were like, we don't need a marriage certificate. But then when it came down to it, my son needed the protection mm-hmm. that if something happened to me 
that my um how do I how do I put this nicely? The people that I am biologically related to that are no longer in my life, who would have had first dibs of custody because they were my heirs, and I didn't want them to have anything to do with my son. Mm -hmm. I had we had to do something to protect him. Mm -hmm. So you see that in the LGBT community sometimes, where you know because it's been denied us for so long. And it's our only way of protecting who we are and right. getting those same benefits that, you know, heterosexual couples get. Yeah. I think that that, that I think there's in some ways there's a, you know, well, we finally got the, the ability to marry. We better do it yeah. before they use take it, it away. Use it or lose it. Right. And um, I think in the, in the straight community, I think, especially in the millennial generation, I think there's just this general disdain for anything that you're supposed to do and mm -hmm. for that structure of society. And I, I love the millennials. I love that they are eschewing this traditional so society. Yes. It's like, yes, yes. You don't have to have the government sign something that says you're real. Yes. We know love is love. Yeah. You're authentic because you are, not because someone else signed a sheet of paper on you. So true. So true. Yeah. But that being said, there are still people who want to be better together. And you guys got a program coming out that help that's helping people, regardless of whether they want to get married or not, to be better as a couple, to be better together. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, it's a 12-week program. And it takes you from the very beginning where you come exactly as you are and you start to learn to live into that authentic self. It's really the very first piece of the puzzle, because if we are trying to interact as our conditioned self all the time, we're just going to be pinging around on each other. And so we, we learn more about who we are and learn to value our loved ones as who they really are and see a bigger picture. And then we start working on communication and boundaries. Yes. Because now we have something truly to communicate about that. And we're, and much we're not more, afraid to communicate. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Much less fearful so that we now have the guts to speak our truths because it feels so darn good that now we want to be true. We want to be honest. We want to live our real self because boy, it feels great. And we fell in love with something, with someone and for a reason. And then they disappear behind all the, their trauma and the barriers and the guards. I want to see her again. Mm. So that's what it's all about. It's uncovering our true selves and learning how not to barrier up all the time. All right. And how, if, if people want to get involved, they're like, you know what? My relationship is due for a checkup. I want to be a better communicator with my significant other. How can I do that? Well, they can find us um, on our website, which you so nicely gave them at the beginning. And I'm sure we'll, it's scrolling, it's right scrolling across. across the bottom. It's, you know, www.enchantedawakenings.love. Dot love. That's our website. And you'll find our 12 week program on there. You can find us on Facebook at Enchanted Awakenings and also our email address 
is enchanted.awakenings2020 at gmail.com. You can reach us in any of those locations and we'd be happy to tell you more about the program and see how we can help you. Yeah, we really would love, we love to get on to a phone call with people, either video or audio and, and have a conversation about what's going on. And we can do some like quick, like fixes, like, have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? Just to give you some relief. And then if it works, if we feel like it's a good fit, then we can go forward. Right. And the other thing to keep in mind, and just so your viewers are aware, we work with couples and individuals. Yes. Because what better way to get yourself a really good relationship is not is to learn the learn how to communicate well, who your authentic self is, what your boundaries are, and then you bring them into any new relationship you get into. It's so true. Finding yourself is the key. Figure it out. The authenticity. I mean, finding who you are, what you want in life. If you know that first, it makes it a lot easier to find a compatible partner because you know exactly where you're going. I, I teach high you're school. Gonna, and I have you're going to attract the right person. Yeah, exactly. I, I, my, my high schoolers are graduating this week, right? And uh, one of the things I always tell them, I go, look, if you're fine, if you're looking for a significant other, be careful where you shop because that is a big uh, indicator of who you're going to find. If you're the type of person who wants to hike and travel, then be that person and you will find people in that space. Don't go shopping at the bar for the guy that you're hoping is traveling because that's just not where you're going to find that person. Mm -hmm. Find yourself first. Be that authentic person. Become the person that you you want to be and you will find people in that tribe as you are becoming that individual uh ladies you guys put on a great show today look this is one of those topics that like uh discussing money at the table can be very taboo and you guys are doing such great things for people allowing them to communicate with each other and enhancing relationships um for us, our growth is all based on video testimonials so the last question I have for you guys is what was your experience like on the business bros Oh, this was a great time. I love the excitement and being able to kind of a fast paced conversation. Yeah, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for having us. It's been great. All right. And last little thing, uh, final thoughts, anything maybe I didn't cover, didn't ask that you guys wanted to get out to the audience. You know, this planet is evolving and love is the language of this evolution. And it's time for all of us to lean into more love. And that's what our mission is. To bring more love to this planet. That's it. Plus, they got a great website name, www.enchantedawakenings.love. It's all in the name right there, enchantedawakenings.love. So make sure you guys check it out if you're dealing with some relationship issues, or maybe you just want to find your authentic self. Make sure you guys check it out, www.enchantedawakenings.love. Jennifer, Stephanie, thank you very much for being on the show. Ladies and gents, we'll see you guys again, manana. Peace, and we're out. Thanks for watching The Business Bros. If you're ready to get more clients and want to work with The Business Bro, visit our website, www.businessbros.biz, and click on the Need More Customers button, or learn how to generate more referrals with our video testimonial packages. Go to www.businessbros.biz and start getting more customers.